there and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. Who's enjoying this sun? Who's not enjoying the sun? Oh man, that's like a 50-50 split. I'll tell you, I, I love the sun. But I don't like working in the sun. Like, I'm not geared up to work in this heat. I just want to sit down and chill and enjoy the weather. And that takes me on to, to my message today. Because my message is called, Adventure is Out There. Adventure is Out There. Now, I can sum up this in one story. And this story, I'm going to use the four girls that are in my world that Kai has talked about. You see, in February... We went on holiday. Yeah, it gets better than that. To Cornwall. Oh, you got some Cornwall fans in the house. And as, as, part, as part of this holiday, there was an outdoor pool in February. In February. Me being me is like, I'm going swimming in the pool. So I'm jumping in this outdoor pool, whatever the temperature, because I want to go swimming. But my four girls have varying degrees of adventure in their spirit. So we've got Ariella, who's four months. She does not get a say in coming into this pool because I'm taking her in. So she gets on the rubber ring, sits on it, and is splashing around because only her feet getting wet. She's loving life in the pool. So me and Ariella are having a great time in this pool. Next, we have Elise, who is age five. She stood on the side of this pool. No armbands because she doesn't want armbands. Yet she needs armbands because she cannot swim. She doesn't think about the fact this water's cold. She wants to enjoy the adventure with me. So she runs in and jumps in and figures it out after. <laughs> because I've got to save her. But we're in the pool, so there's Ariella in her rubber ring floating next to me. There's Elise on my arm this way. And we're freezing, but we're loving the adventure. And then there's Kez, who's age seven. She doesn't need armbands. She can swim really well. But she, she kind of dips her foot in, thinks about it, and realizes, no chance. I am not going in that pool. I will stand on the side watching Daddy and my two sisters. So she's on the side. And then we've got Laura, my wife. She's ready to go in the pool. She sees Kez's reaction and doesn't even touch the water and is disengaged from the adventure. And in that picture is a picture of our life. Because so often we can stand at the pool, so to speak, and watch people having fun. Watch people enjoying the risk of adventure. And enjoying all of the fun that comes with adventure. But turn our back away. Because it's a bit scary. Or we might get cold. Adventure is out there. This quote is from one of my favourite films of all time. Is there any Up fans in the house? Yes! Up. Up is a great story. We're going to watch a clip of it in a second. But let me give you like the, the preview up to where we're going to watch it. There's this old guy called Mr. Fredrickson. And he, from a very young age, falls in love with his sweetheart. And they save up for their whole life to go on this adventure. Well, sadly, she gets ill and passes away. And so Mr. Fredrickson is left with all of this money they saved up, the dream to go on an adventure, 
But he's now stuck. He's now stuck in life on his own with all the resource. What does he do? He's umming and ahhing about this adventure. And he bumps into a little lad called Russell, who is the most annoying character you will ever see in a story, pestering Mr. Fredrickson all the time. But the pestering allows Mr. Fredrickson to go on an awesome adventure. So we're going to pick the story up where Mr. Fredrickson is about to go into a care home for elderly people, and he then decides, uh, 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 I want an adventure of a lifetime. Amazing. That 
is Mr. Fredrickson going on his long-awaited adventure. Now, I thought I would tell you about four adventures I've been on in my life. First one is my adventure to Zimbabwe. So I went to Zimbabwe a couple of years ago, and I went on this adventure for a specific reason. I went on this adventure to go to our One Church Zimbabwe locations to help them explore how we do kids and youth ministry in Zimbabwe. An adventure that cost a lot of my time, my investment, my energy, but was well worth the adventure. There was a purpose why I went on this adventure. Adventure number two is me in Egypt. Now, if you think this is hot here, this was like 50 degrees, and I went to see the pyramids. Now, this is only part of the adventure, because the adventure was going to run a leaders' conference for some Egyptian young leaders. But as part of it, they blessed the team and took us to the pyramids. So this adventure wasn't just what about I was going to do, it was what about I was going to see. What I wasn't going to do, but what I was going to see. My next adventure, you'll notice it's going downhill rapidly. <laughs> Scotland. Scotland, there's some Scotland fans in the house. We love Scotland. And we went on holiday to Scotland in Easter, and I went with my family. And so this picture is Kez and Elise. We had the beach to ourselves because it was freezing. <laughs> but we're still on the beach having an adventure. Not what about what I was going to do, not what I was going to see, but who I journeyed with on the adventure. Different types of adventure. My last adventure is Gloucester. You see, it's true that we can have adventures at home. Yeah. We can have adventures at home. This picture was taken on my girls' birthdays. And they were so desperate to go out on an adventure. And all day, we were trying to work out, what can we do? What do you want to do, girls? What do you want to do? And they had no idea. So in the end, I thought, we've left it too late. What I'm going to do is get some donuts and go and sit on Robinson Hill with you. And there's a little play park. And they loved it. We actually got kicked off the hill because the hill was shutting. We were there that long. They loved the adventure and still talk about it now. Every now and then, Elise will say, Daddy, can we go on that adventure and get donuts and go to the hill? An adventure at home. This book is full of adventures too. So often we look at the Bible and think, this is boring. But this is full of adventures. Sometimes you read it and it's hard, but it's full of adventures. Sometimes we read it and don't really get it, but it's full of adventures. The adventure I want to talk about today is from Numbers 13, where Moses is sending out some spies to go and look at the promised land, the land that God had already given the people, but they just needed to claim it and go on an adventure. And there's a part in the story where Moses sends out the spies to explore the promised land. Numbers 13, verse 17. Moses gave the men these instructions as he sent them out to explore the land. Go north through the Negev into the hill country. See what the land is like and find out what the people are like living there. Are they strong or weak, few or many? 
See what kind of land they live in. Is it good or bad? Do their towns have walls or are they unprotected like open camps? Is the soil fertile or poor? Are there many trees? Do your best to bring back some samples of the crops you see. Moses created an adventurous spirit in his people. He created something. He stirred something up in his men that he was about to send out. He created a framework for them. He asked them heaps of questions so they knew what they were going to do when they got there. But he had to create an adventurous spirit. And so often in life, because life is an adventure that we're blessed to be on, we spend our time looking at everyone else's adventures. We spend our time thinking, hey, they're having a great time over there, but I'm not. And we compare our adventures with everyone else. And church, today, I believe God wants to stir you up and stir something in your spirit to create an adventurous spirit in you. Because if we have an adventurous spirit, it means when we leave that door, we can change our community. It means we have the courage within us. We've got a mandate from God to chat to our neighbor. It means when we go to work tomorrow, we're not just going to work, but we're going in with a spirit that could change things. We're going in with a spirit that could do something, a spirit of adventure. We think adventures just need to cost money, just need to be really big and risky, but that's not true. Allow God to massage your heart right now and create a spirit of adventure within you. The story goes on, and we'll pick it up from verse 23. So the spies are now in Canaan. When they came to the valley of Eshkol, they cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes, so large that it took two of them to carry it on a pole between them. They also brought back samples of pomegranates and figs. Think about that for one sec. So often we read the Bible and we scan over sentences. We scan over them and ignore them. These spies cut down a vine of grapes so big that it took multiple people to carry them back. That's some adventure. That is some adventure. Not one grape, not a punnet of grapes, but a vine so big that multiple men had to carry them back. You see, for this adventure, they had to be prepared. Once they got their adventurous spirit, and they were all excited, and Moses has rallied the troops, he sent them in, they were now seeing this stuff, they had to be prepared. There's no way they could carry this stuff back if they weren't prepared. There's no way they could cut these grapes down and investigate the land if they weren't prepared. So my question to you, church, are you prepared? You're sitting there with an adventurous spirit, but are you prepared? You see, I've got a bag on, and I kind of made a mistake because it's so hot. My back is sweating with this bag on. But in my bag, I've got stuff I need for my adventure. I've got a coat. Not that I need it today, but sometimes on an adventure, we need something that protects us. We need something that on the really hard days, when we want to give up, something that can just cover us to allow us to keep going. Something that when the rain is driving in from all sides and when life is driving at us, we can do up our zip, 
pull on our hood and keep plowing on. Doing what God's called us to do. We need a covering. We need a covering. Next up in my bag. This is a cool one. I think you guys are going to like this. Here's a hat. Kai said I wear many hats. Here's a new hat for you. This hat. No, there's a reason I've chose this hat. So my friend bought me this when he lived in Australia and sent it back to me because I was desperate to have one of these cork hats. I may look silly, but these hats are brilliant because what they're designed to do is to stop flies and midges and mosquitoes and bugs blurring your vision. It's to stop, it's to stop things coming at you that can distract us. So with this hat on, flies can't get me because these are going to stop them. And in life, we need a hat like this. So when people say stuff over us, this can just knock it away. Because people speak lies over us all the time. People speak negativity over us all the time. And these can just detract from that, get rid of it. If we take our hat off, suddenly our head is open and vulnerable. What hat are you wearing today? Have you got something that can protect you when the enemy tries to get you down? You need this in your bag. I've also got a thing of water, which is needed today. But this water is interesting because water keeps you alive. And as Christians, we, we need the Spirit to fill us. The Bible likens the Spirit to water because it brings life. And so on your journey, on your adventure, do you have the Holy Spirit in your rucksack? Where wherever you go, you can be full of him. Because if you haven't, maybe you need it today. This is a good one. Sweets, snacks, treats, energy bars. When, when it gets hard and when you're losing energy and when you think, I can't take another foot in this adventure, that is when you need one of these to chew on to give you energy, to give you some momentum, to give you some power. Have you got that in your bag? Have you got that in your bag? Next up. We have a compass. So many of us go on our adventure and we've no idea where we're going. And we're going with the crowd and we turn around and think, how on earth did I end up here? It's because we haven't set our compass right, or we're not even using our compass, or we haven't even got one in our rucksack. I challenge you today, church, keep your compass in your bag. Keep it on you, so when you get lost, you know where you're going. Keep your compass with you. And the last item is a torch, a nice pink torch, because everyone needs a nice pink torch. This helps you in the dark. And in our adventure of life, we all go through dark times. We all do. But don't give up in the dark time. Have your light. Have your light glowing, sparkling away, so you can pull it out and shine it. You need your light in your rucksack. Now, there's an interesting thing with all of these items, is that most of them, you can still continue life without them. You can still do your adventure without them. But it slows you down. It slows you down. 
it means you're more susceptible to attack. It means you're more susceptible to, to shift in focus. Keep yourself prepared. Which of these items do you not have in your bag? And what do you need to equip yourself with today? The last part of this story from verse 25 is really cool. Because there's two reports that come back. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel. They reported to the community what they had seen and shown them the fruit. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here's the kind of fruit it produces. That's cool. What a good report. But, but... The people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there. That but is such a big word. And again, if we're not careful, we can just gloss over that scripture. That but is big. That but is big. And we have big buts. We do. And I'll tell you why. Because so often, God gives us a promise on our adventure, and we put a but in the way. But there are giants there. I know it's great, God, but there are giants there. But it's scary. But I cannot do it. But my friends won't like me. But I've not got the resource. Big butts in the way that we put there. But there's another big but here in verse 30. It says, but Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. He said, let's go at once to take the land. We can certainly conquer it. We can certainly conquer it. He saw something different, but they all saw the same. It's an interesting thing, where the spies all saw the same, but Caleb saw something different. A case of perspective. And I challenge you today, church, are you faithful or fearful on your adventure of life? Both things are real. Faith is real. And fear is real. We can't knock fear because it is real. It is real. But you can choose to be faithful, full of faith. The land you're looking out of in your life, the land of your life, the land of your heart, are you faithful or fearful in it? I challenge you to be faithful. So stir up your adventurous spirit, church. Stir it up. Allow God to massage your heart right now and stir something out of you and get excited. Get excited about your community. Get excited about your neighbor. Get excited about your work colleagues, about your family, about your friends. Stir something up in you. But be prepared. These items are here for you to, to look at and think on. What have you not got in your rucksack? What are you not carrying around with you all the time? And be full of faith for the next part of the journey. I, um, I read a story recently and I want to read you an excerpt of it from now, for now, because it's, it's brilliant. And it's from a, a documentary on Netflix about a guy who climbs mountains. And his name is Nims. There's a picture of him here. And he is a Nepalese Sherpa. An awesome guy. The documentary on Netflix is called 14 Peaks, if you want to watch it. It's, good. it's a good documentary. But here's what he said about himself in a book that he's writing. And he called it Achieving a New Possible. And that sort of title intrigues me straight away. 
He says, at the time of the record for climbing the world's 14 highest peaks, the 8,000 meters ones, it was just under eight years. Nim's dream was to do it in seven months. He named it Project Possible. He would embark on it with just one approach. Everything in life is possible, armed with a determined approach and a positive mindset. A little over six months later, on the summit of Shishapanga, and with two weeks to spare, Nims announced to the world, my mission has been achieved, delivering on his promise of what everyone said was impossible. He did it in six months, not eight years. Wow. Nims insisted that neither money nor fame were the incentives. One motivation was his desire to champion his friends, the Nepalese Sherpas. They are the unsung heroes of the Himalayas. The Sherpa Guide has been making the impossible possible for years. Through, for the most part, their work was rarely celebrated. His other motivation was to highlight the de deteriorating environmental health of the Himalayas due to climate change. Listen to this quote. Nim says, I started seeing it with my own eyes and that inspired me to change the world. I started seeing it with my own eyes and that inspired it, me to change the world. And I think, church, we need to see something that others don't see to inspire us to change our world. Just like Caleb came back in the story, he saw something different, yet they saw the same thing. And my mind's blown at that, how you can see the same thing but see something different. So I challenge you, church, to, to see something that will inspire you to change the world. See something that will inspire you to change the world. In the Bible, in Matthew 19, verse 26, it says that with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So Nims called his story, Achieving the Impossible. What are you doing in your life that's impossible? What are you doing that you can't really do, but you're saying, I want to do it? Or is your adventure of life so possible you can control it in your own hands? Because I've been there where I'm trying to manage and control everything. That life is so easy, but I'm missing out on the adventure that God's got over here for me. Because I'm too busy trying to manufacture stuff here. Allow God to stir something in your heart. Stir something. To look at something and view something that is impossible. Because with God it can become possible. How cool would it be to have a story of a miracle that God did in your life? Because you dared to pray something to him. You dared. Because that's part of the adventure. Jumping in the pool. Like my girls, they dared to jump in. What are you daring to pray for today? As I land, there's, there's three prayers that I want you guys to think over. Three prayers. Because on this spectrum and this journey that I've talked about today, we all dock into it somewhere. We all land on this spectrum of adventure. We all do. Maybe you're sat there and you think, actually, I have no idea what Tom's on about right now. I have no idea. Allow God to stir something in you right now. Stir up a spirit of adventure. Don't allow yourself to, to coast through your life enjoying everyone else's adventure, but you haven't really got your own. Don't allow that. 
Don't allow that. Back to the video of Up. Mr. Frederick, that's what he did. He stirred up his spirit. Stirred up his spirit. No matter how old or young you are, stir up your spirit of adventure. You may be there. And that's cool because we can pray for that. Maybe you're the next stage where you're excited and you're ready to go, but you're lacking one of these. And there's a danger that you set out and you're not prepared enough. You can get prepared today. Look at these items. What do you need? What do you need out of these items? Lastly, you may, you may have your spirit adventure. You may be prepared. But today, I want God to, to challenge you, to stir you up a bit, to erode the fear. Erode the fear and build the faith. What are you stuck in? What, are you, what, what is stopping you believing for the impossible? What is stopping you? Because that's normally our fear. Fear. What is stopping you praying for your work colleague tomorrow? What is stopping you encouraging your family and friends? What is stopping you doing what God's asking you to do? Because on our adventure of life, he's asked us to do something. We just need to hear and respond to him right now. Hear and respond to him right now. Church, would you bow your head with me as we think about what God is challenging us with today? God does some awesome stuff with us at church. And then we walk out and forget what he's done. But my prayer for, for One Church Bristol today is that, that when we've got this spirit of adventure, it gets us so excited and faith-filled that when we leave those doors, we cannot return to the same as how we walked in. We just can't. Because there's something about the adventure that you get so focused on doing what God's called you to do that you don't want to look back and be the same. Because there's new dreams, new hopes, new desires, new challenges too. But God can equip us right now as we, as we go into the next adventure. So have a, have a few seconds to chat between you and God before I invite Kai back up. Where are you on this journey of life do you need your heart stirred so you can get this adventure? Do you need to prepare yourself better? Or do you need your fear to be eroded so you can build up your faith?